Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, December 25th. We're really doing this on Christmas? Episode number 166, Off the Groove. We really are because we do it every Friday unless something happens and we might put one out on Saturday or Sunday like it's happened once or twice. Well, we we got to be we got to be got to be a little honest here. Like we're not doing it on Christmas, but we're doing it for sure. Christmas. We're getting it done beforehand. Sure. It's a couple days before Christmas, but um yeah, we're we're putting it out on an episode. Not a ton going on in the flat track world, man. So would you want to just get into it? What's going on in the in the Dubler world? What do you got going on for Christmas? Well, actually, last night, which would be Tuesday night, since we're recording this on Wednesday, we had the Dubler Zoom Christmas get-together. Nice. And we did Dirty Santa. Had uh, 22 people in the Dirty Santa. Everybody that was over 16 got to participate. And uh, all the kids got to hang out and watch and uh, just had a good time. I had Grandma and Pa uh, on and I got to see them, all my aunts and uncles, my cousins, in-laws, outlaws, whatever you want to call them. They were all on there and we had a good time. And... Uh, it was fun. It was something different. We uh, may do with what we could with uh, the COVID. And I'm getting ready to head to Colorado to uh, see my mom and my stepdad. That's awesome, man. I might have to look into something uh, something similar, man. I'm struggling with the same thing, not going, being able to go home and see the, see the family for Christmas. Actually, I had a rough, rough uh, week and a half here with my, my grandma. We talk about your grandma a lot, but my grandma is uh, just as yeah. badass. And she had a rough go the past couple of uh, week and a half with her, with her heart deal. She had three stents put in, though. Oh, wow. um, and uh, is doing much better. She's on the, on the mend, Good. so uh, Grandma's doing a lot better. So, but it's been it's been a rough uh, rough week here for me. So I've been kind of just keep keeping a low profile and, and checking in with the fam when I can. But we may have to do a little virtual event. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely worth it. I mean, you know, we can't see each other. We usually get together for Christmas, yeah. and um, you know, it's just that's what we had to do. And it was good to see everybody. And we also decide that we don't have to wait for Christmas. We're going to try to do it every month or every two months or something like that. Just because, you know, it sucks being at home alone and, and yeah. uh, you know, miles away from your family. It, it really does. I mean, you, I know you know that because most of your family is up in Charlotte and you're down yeah. in Jacksonville. So Absolutely. Uh, I think I think it's it's worth it. I mean, it was a couple hours and it was fun, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because uh, this week's uh, episode is part one of a, what we'll probably do three. I think we're thinking about doing a three different episodes with this. It's family related too, so it ties into the family. It's it's a good time to talk about this kind of stuff around the holidays. And uh, we caught up with some members of the racing family, and we're, we're focusing on the mothers and the wives of flat track riders. So over the next uh, couple weeks, uh, we're going to talk to a couple flat track wives, uh, mothers, some are wives and mothers, um, and kind of just get their perspective because you don't really hear uh, mostly you hear about the riders but uh these uh these women uh sacrifice a ton you know from a young age to you know motherhood supporting their rider uh, husbands and boyfriends helping them support a family while helping uh continue uh their racing career so uh they do give up a lot and they don't get a ton of uh of the limelight so we like to give them credit here on off the groove when we can absolutely and you know some of them are a big part of the race program some of them sit back and take it all in and uh today we have one that was a former racer who married a racer actually i married them to each other and then we also have this other podcast guy we have his (laughs) better half so i i mean 
anybody that can put up with Jared and Corey and Corey yeah. and Corey. We'll we'll just say that right out of the gate. We yeah we want to give them all the credit in the world right out of the gate for being able to deal with those two guys. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool. It'll be cool to hear their perspective and kind of get their take on uh, relationships with these guys and uh, becoming mothers themselves. So it'll be cool. So they're both you know pretty new moms. Yep. Both in the racing in the racing family and uh, I can't wait to talk to them. Let's call them up. Let's do it. We're doing three episodes with moms, wives, and girlfriends of racers. And this is time for episode number one. It is Amber Texter and Nicole Meese. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, thanks for having us. Of course. Uh, a, you guys are in unison already. So uh, oh, we've, we, we've had Nicole on a few different times, I think, to talk about the Lima Half Mile National and, of course, to talk about uh, your wonderful racing career uh, and how you met Jared. So we, we're not going to dive too deep into that. But I honestly don't know, Amber, how you met Corey Texter. So when I was way young, um, my little brother actually raced. And so okay. we were going to just like the local stuff. So we'd be at the track every weekend. And I don't even know if I like met him like face to face, but I like messaged him on <laughs> my space. Um, <laughs> that's embarrassing. But yeah, so um, it started on my space and then we would like see each other at the local stuff um, on the weekends. I would like beg my dad to like, let me go to the racetrack. And he didn't really know why at first, but then when he figured it out, he was kind of like not a fan of that. But yeah, that's that's where we met, I guess. We I used instant messenger, Amber. <laughs> instant messenger. So it's yeah. not Man. much better than MySpace. That's, <laughs> no, we we were there then too. Instant messenger was like our that was like our lifeline. We talked on that all the oh, time, yeah. and then like super long phone conversations, like hours, like five hours. I'm pretty sure. Like, what wow. do we even talk about? <laughs> yeah, what what do kids talk about for five hours? I have no idea. Um, and Nicole. Know. Nicole, you kind of said you met Jared at the races, and it was kind of some innocent flirting. Then at the Amateur Nationals, it, it got a little bit more and stuff like that. So this stuff could go on, you know, for a long, long time. So at what point? Uh, I'll start with you, Amber. Again, what point did you want? Did you know you want to spend the rest of your life with Corey? I mean, I don't know if there was really like a a moment where I was like, "This guy is it for me." But um, <laughs> well, like at first, it was we weren't like hanging out. So it was kind of like that. You want what you can't have type of thing. Like we wanted to be together so bad because we couldn't. Um, and so that like, I don't know, kept it interesting for a while. And then I don't know, we just kind of like knew that we wanted to be together. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, of course it it wasn't really. So how far away did Corey live from you when you guys first started talking? I grew up in Maryland, so it was probably, close to two hours but I like never came here because I was again really young and my dad would obviously never let me do that um and and Nicole Jared was from Pennsylvania you were from Michigan and then if I remember right back when we had one of you two on before Jared started spending more and more time in Michigan so uh long distance relationships are kind of tough but in the long run it both worked out for both of you guys yeah uh long distance relationships are tough but you know with the racing of it and Jared and I being, you know, 15, 16 and traveling to all the races. I mean, we've seen each other pretty much on a regular basis. Right. Right. Amber, when you and Corey first started dating and you started getting, you know, relationship, a little bit more serious, 
what were the early days like, you know, at the racetrack? I mean, I definitely, as soon as he was able to put me to work, he definitely did that. So I <laughs> did. Yeah, there were many, many years of that. I gotcha. And so, Nicole, when you first started dating Jared, you were racing hot and heavy, too. So you couldn't be a cheerleader. You were actually racing against Jared, right? Yeah, um, I raced against him, and I, I say to this day, like, maybe I should go back to racing because I didn't worry about him when I was racing. Like, I was worried about my own program and what I was doing. And now, you know, with everything that's happened, you know, the last eight years or so and in motorcycle racing, you know, I, I worry a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So, Nicole, it's it's always been said, and, and I think, by far, you were in better shape than Jared. You you took your training a lot more serious. Have you pushed him to train harder nowadays? I don't know. I I mean, honestly, like now he probably pushes me to keep training because I'm like, oh, I can't let him outdo me on certain things. <laughs> um, so, so you know, uh, even though I don't have to train for anything specific, I still go out and I'm like, how much did you do of this? Oh yeah, I can beat that number. You know, so I go out and like push myself and obviously he probably pushes himself. Maybe I push him a little bit, but I think, you know, we both push each other. I gotcha. Amber, tell me something that people might, might not understand that, that you guys do behind the scenes that some folks might not even think about or might not even, you know, know that the, the wife or then at the start girlfriend would do for the racer. I mean, I think the biggest thing was just all the traveling and, like, all the driving. I mean, we drove from Pennsylvania to California, just us two. And so it was, you know, switching drivers, not even stopping, just switching drivers on the fly, sleeping in the mm-hmm. van, showering at truck stops. Like, we did all of that. So um, it wasn't glamorous, but. Right. So so how is that cha- has that changed at all now that he's, you know, been a professional for a while? He's, he's won a championship do you still, you know, do you still help drive? Do you guys, you guys fly to more races and do you book the travel and stuff like that? We definitely don't fly because Corey has like a, he's scared of flying. Um, okay. But All right. I yeah, didn't know that. I definitely, yeah. I um, definitely still help drive and uh, we just kind of book hotels as we go. Um, there's no real plan when we leave the house, honestly, just kind of whatever works, we do it. If we sleep in the van one night, whatever. Um, so yeah. Okay. Nicole, uh, you know, you've been, you've been down that road. You've had to, you know, book your travel and do all that stuff ahead for yourself when you were racing. Do you do that now for Jared or does he pretty much have to have everything his way and he wants to be doing that himself? Oh, you know, Jared always has to have it his way, but, um, (laughs) I, I do get a say in the travel part. So, um, I book all the hotels and typically what I do is I book them all, like as soon as the race schedule comes out, like by January. Um, Mm -hmm. unfortunately I haven't gotten to do that yet this year, but, um, I try to just get it all out of the way and book everything. Um, obviously flights, we wait till a little closer to time because, um, sometimes Jared has obligations that he doesn't know about until, you know, a few weeks before as far as signing autographs or going to events and things like that. You know, it's obviously a little more challenging when you, you throw a toddler or a baby into the mix of things, but I think we do a pretty good job of tackling it as a team. You know, I think some people think, oh, you're so lucky you get to travel all over the world and, <laughs> you know, do all this thing, all these things. And I'm like, yeah, uh, we don't sightsee 
you know, we fly out Friday, we race on Saturday, and our flights usually like 6 a.m. on Sundays. And, you know, there's late nights in there on Saturday and all the things. So people just don't, I don't think, um, see like you're not there for a glamorous trip. It's it's usually in and out. And um, if we get to see something along the way, then that's a perk for us. <laughs> Right, right. I, I, you know, a lot of people say I'm, I'm lucky I get to travel every weekend, but, you know, I, I go to the airport, I go to a hotel, I usually eat out somewhere, I go to the racetrack, I go to a hotel, and I fly back home. So it's not quite as glamorous as it appears to be, but, you know, I, I, I definitely love my job. So, uh, Amber, you've been with Corey for quite some time. Tell me about some of the things that you have to give up, you know, to be gone and travel so much uh, with Corey to go to these races. I mean... I didn't really, I didn't go to college. I kind of just, we jumped into it. I was young. We got married in 2014. And then I worked a full-time job, um, but I would take off a lot. Luckily, I had like a super cool job where I could just take off to travel to most of the races. But yeah, I mean, I guess just having time to like do my own thing. I don't really have anything that I devote my time to. It's just kind of like my world revolves around what Corey's doing and what you know where we have to go and what we have to do and so yeah just not really having like my own thing I guess gotcha so Nicole like like we've said a few different times you've been doing this you know as long as as Jared or you know a lot of the other racers so you know what it's like missing weekends away from home and and sometimes birthdays and sometimes you know anniversaries and weddings and stuff like that but is there anything else that you miss you know because you're on the road so much yeah, um, I actually, before uh, I was done racing, I taught special education for six and a half years. So, um, you know, I kind of have given that up since we have a child now. And, you know, with the travel schedule and raising a child and adding child care into that, because sometimes Jared's gone for a week or two at a time or three weeks at a time. And so it's honestly like being a single parent sometimes. And I give so much credit to all the, the moms or dads who, who parent alone because it's tough. Like, you know, I always joke with Jared, like, oh, he, I do everything. Well, he really doesn't <laughs> because when he's gone, I'm like, God, I wish he was here. Just give me like five minutes so I could like take a <laughs> breath and eat some real food. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, it just changes things so much. So both of you have very, you know, pretty young kids. Uh, did We'll start with Amber. Amber, did you guys talk about having kids before you guys got married and while you were dating? Or is that something that came along later on when you decided to have a little boy named Cruz? I think it came came along later because we were both super young. So I don't really think that we – I mean, I always knew I wanted kids and to be a mom. But I don't think that we really, like, talked about it seriously until after we were married. And then it was like, okay, like, we could have a kid now. It makes sense. Okay. So, is there, is there going to be another little baby anytime soon, or are you stopping with perfection? I mean, um, no, we definitely want to have another kid. I want Cruz to have a sibling. I think that's so important. I remember when I was little, like I wanted a brother or sister so bad, and then seven years later, I was seven when my brother was born. So I just think it's really cool to have a sibling and like go through life, you know, knowing that like you always have that person i think it's really special bond and yeah so we definitely want to have another kid when i don't know um okay guess stay tuned right on okay nicole did you and jared talk about having kids before you guys got married uh we did a little bit like when we were first 
kind of dating and stuff. We dated for a really long time, like 10 years. So we did talk about it a little bit. And then we both, I guess, were so kind of focused on our racing careers that, you know, it didn't really come up again for a while, probably till after we were married. Um, And then Jared wasn't, like, super keen. Like, he could have taken it or left it. Um, And I was like, well, I know. Like, this is what I want. I've wanted this for a long time. Like, I'm having a kid. And and then after I had my kid, I was like, yeah, I don't want any more. I'm good with one because she's very adventurous like Jared will say that. Okay. (laughs) Um, And... (laughs) Uh, now that she's a little older, you know, and she's like turning into this really cool little human being, I'm like, I think I want another one. And Jared's, eh, he's a little iffy on it, but I'm really close with my brother and sister. And so I feel like having a sibling is important, especially, especially like later on in life, you know, when they have to go through different things like their parents passing away or just you know, my, you don't like mom and dad, so you have somebody you can go talk to. So <laughs> right, um, right. eventually I'd like to have another one. <laughs> I gotcha. I love how that, that dynamic, it seems very similar to, to both of you two. I'm, I'm an only child and yet I don't, and I only have one kid. So I guess it's, it's how you were raised and what you're used to growing up with. So it's, it's pretty cool that both of you want to have more kids. Uh, so your children have siblings. Um, I gotta say that having a child during the race season had to have been nuts. I mean, I struggle getting to the races and I'm by myself. I don't know. I've seen firsthand what women go through while they're pregnant, but I know it's probably something that can't be put into words, but let's try. So, uh, Nicole, you go first. What's it like being pregnant, going to the races, uh, and knowing you're going to have a child during the race season? You know, honestly, I had a really easy pregnancy. Um, I worked out for the whole thing. And so traveling was like just a part of me. It's what I did. Uh, as it got closer to my due date, so I was due um, May 26th and I had her on May 24th. So we were like right in the midst of traveling, you know, full on race season. And, um, I remember going in for my appointment, like my 40 week appointment. And I'm like, I have to have this baby by Wednesday. And they were like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, yeah, my husband's leaving Friday for a race. And I know I will go into labor like uh-huh. as soon as he leaves. So I'm like, I need this baby out of me. And the doctor was really cool. She was like, yeah, we can induce you, you know. Um, So she was going to have me go in on Tuesday night, and they were going to induce me on Wednesday. But um, before that, she kept saying, you know, like, don't fly like a month before you're due, you know, because otherwise you might want to have your husband watch a video on how to deliver a baby on an airplane. I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to stress no. them out with that. I'll just stay home. <laughs> so, um, so about a month before her due date, I started staying home. I think I only missed two races. And then, um, actually, we put on Lima, Ohio National. So um, I had her, and three weeks later, we put that race on. So she literally was brand new, and we threw her into racing and traveling and staying at the hotel and you know, being new parents, 
we packed way too much <laughs> baby items, but uh, uh-huh. we survived our first trip. And after that, you know, it just gets easier and easier, or maybe it gets harder. I don't know. Some days are easy yeah. and some days are hard. <laughs> so, sounds like it's just as crazy, you know, uh, coming back to the races after having a baby as, as a rider is, you know, when they get injured coming back to the races, but you just got to do it and get out there and get back in it. Uh, Amber, how hard was it for you to, you know, to go to the races as a pregnant mom? Was it hard at all? What what was the experience like for you? I mean, it was definitely really sweaty and tiring because I was pretty big. So I stopped going to the races too, probably, I don't know, a few weeks, months, maybe before. I can't even really remember like what all I missed, like what races I missed. But I remember as we got closer, I don't even remember what race it was before Springfield, but Corey had obviously planned to go race and he was getting like so much backlash that like going to the track like people were like you need to stay home like your wife's about to have a baby what are you thinking he's like you don't understand like this is my job this is my livelihood I have to go race so I remember that being like really stressful for him and for me but it ended up working out well I guess not really because (laughs) Cruz was born on race day Springfield Mile um Mm -hmm. and I remember walking into the hospital because I ended up having things didn't go as planned and I ended up having to be induced but so we had like an appointment and it was, I guess it was Saturday. We're walking into the hospital and Corey's like, so if this like goes, you know, pretty quickly, I'm probably going to jump in the van and drive to Springfield to race tomorrow. And I was like, are you, I don't even, you know, I don't even think I said anything. I think I just looked at him like, <laughs> that's not like no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he did, he did have to miss a race. Seth Cruz was born during it, but yeah, I remember it being just stressful and I don't know why we planned. We did not plan that well. And even like, I think it's just like during the off season, you're just bored. So you're like, let's, let's make a baby. I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) it's poor poor planning because then it, yeah baby comes during a race season and that's just not a good idea. So I think next time we'll plan better. I remember, like, giving my belly a pep talk every weekend. Jared would leave. All right, you got to stay in there for, like, two days, and then you're free to come out. Like, just stay there, okay? Yeah. I was wondering wondering if the planning was going to be brought up in this conversation because both of you had, you know, your your children in, in, uh, you know, Springfield Mile weekend time, and and I don't know. I don't think Jared would ever want to miss a race, and Corey did miss one, but – Nicole, were you worried that Jared was going to miss a race or was he going to stay at home or did you guys even talk about it? Jared was not going to miss a race. And like, I knew he wasn't going to miss a race. That's why when I went on in on Monday, I'm like, I need this baby out. Like whatever we got to do, you can tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'll go home and do it. Like, I just need to know how to get this baby out. And she was, the nurse was dying laughing. She's like, did you really just ask her to take the baby out? I'm like, yes, uh-huh. I did. <laughs> I really did because I don't want to do this alone. And I know what's going to happen. He's going to leave and he's going to be like seven hours away and I'm going to go into labor. <laughs> so let's talk about coming back to the track and, and how the flat track community welcomes you back. And they all want to see the baby. Amber, you can go first. I mean, it was awesome. It was just, like, this new exciting thing. And, like, it was just really cool to, like, have those – I don't know. Like, people I've never even talked to before would, like, come up and talk to me and we'd have conversations. And um, so I guess it just kind of, like – 
I don't know, like opened a new door to like new relationships with people that I had never, you know, met or talked to before because now I have this baby and people are like super interested in my life now for some reason and like want to be a part of it. I don't know, but it was really cool. And it's, it's been cool since, you know, day one of taking him to the track. Obviously now he loves it and looks forward to it and, you know, knows what to expect. And when we travel, he's yeah, all that. So it's been really cool. Awesome. Nicole, same question. How, how, how cool was it to come back to the track? And it's kind of like show and tell to, to let everybody see Hayden for the first time. How cool was that to, to go back to the track? It was really cool just from Jared and I's background, you know, both coming from the racing family community. Um, and honestly, they welcomed her right into that community slash family. So, um, it was a really neat experience. I do have to say like the first time we went, she was three weeks old. So I was a bit nervous because I was totally working behind the scenes and like making sure everything was going off with getting fans in and um, (laughs) ticketing issues and that sort of thing. So I literally like handed my baby over for 12 hours and people just passed her around and fed her and changed her. And I just, I had to go with the flow. I didn't really have a choice. So, um, you know, just knowing that I was able to do that and I felt comfortable enough to do that was such a good feeling to come back to. Yeah. You know, the flat track family, you know, the, I should say the flat track community it's it's my second fam- family, and it sounds like it's y'all y'all's too. You know, like everybody just chips in and helps out, man. I I just think it's so cool how they all stick together and and do things for each other. Uh, Amber, tell me how life changes after you have a child. I mean, everything changes, <laughs> literally everything. But I guess the biggest thing is just when you become a mom. I mean, like I could talk about that for hours, but yeah, I mean, it's just a huge shift, and and then like. I just have no time for myself. Like, I'm just like a mom now. I'm not Amber anymore or I'm not Corey's wife anymore. I'm like Cruz's mom. So I think that's like (laughs) the biggest thing. That's cool. Nicole, has your role changed? I know you and Jared put on the the Lime Ohio National uh, and you do a lot of other things too, but has your role changed other than being a mom? Is there anything else different? Yeah. um, You know, being a mom was like life changing (laughs) in more ways than I even expected it to be. Um, Like I said, I worked out until I gave birth basically. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, you can't do that for six weeks. And then you kind of like, you know, if if any of you ever work out, you like lose that mojo and then it takes a while for it to come back to get back into the groove of things. And you're learning a whole new role to be a mom and things just changed. But through all those changes, I was like, man, I kind of like lost who I am and lost myself. Like I don't work. I'm just mom and wife. And I traveled to the races and, you know, we have so many great people in our life that were, you know, sending gifts for Hayden and things like that, just from the racetrack that were fans of Jared and I, which was really cool. But um, I still just felt like I kind of lost myself. So um, I actually started a little company called Mommy and Me's and basically it's for moms and kids and uh, I do a Mommy Me matching item and then I throw in some self-care items for moms and some crafts for the kids and it's just something for moms to know like hey you still got to enjoy yourself and take care of yourself even though it's really hard to fit that time in Um, Mm -hmm. so I tried to kind of curate something that hit all those 
target, you know, so they can still take care of their little ones, but take care of themselves as well. Awesome. So how, how can our listeners find out more about Mommy and Meese? Um, I have a Facebook and Instagram page. It's at Mommy and Meese. And then I also have a website, which is mommyandmeese.com. So um, lots of ways to, to check it out and kind of see what's in the boxes and see if it's a good fit for you. That's cool. I like it. Uh, Amber, you've been helping out more and more in, in other things that Corey's involved in. I know, you know, he does the CTR amateur race team and you've been kind of helping out those riders and some other riders get some resumes together. Is that something that you want to continue to do in the future? Or is it something you're doing just to help out Corey and his amateur team? I mean, I think at first it was kind of just like, Hey, can you do these resumes? You think you can learn enough to like you know, put these together and then we can make some extra, extra money. And since I wasn't working, it was like, well, yeah, I can do that. And it, it just felt good to be able to contribute in some way. And it gave me something to do. So yeah, I love having that creative outlet. Yeah, we'll definitely continue doing it. And I think I'll probably, but yeah, I'll probably just focus on that and awesome. yeah, continue. Awesome. Is, is Corey whispering in your ear telling you what to say? Did I just hear Corey? No, you didn't hear him. Oh, okay. All right. I, I didn't think it was Corey. Um, let's back up a little bit. It kind of seems like both your kids have kind of been gravitating to motorcycles. Maybe it's mostly because they want to be like daddy. Um, Nicole, do you think you see a future with Hayden riding motorcycles or possibly racing one day? Well, Jared and I both said that we will not let her race. And then I was like, Jared, we can't do that. Like, we both race, you know, if she wants to race, like, she practically lives at the racetrack. Mm -hmm. If she wants to race, we have to let her. So we're like, yeah, we're not even going to really introduce it to her. And then all of a sudden she got a Strider, and then she started riding a Stasic, and now she's riding the Strider pedal bike. So I'm pretty sure it's in her future. Like, she loves riding bikes. She loves going fast. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of in her blood i guess but i'm also pushing gymnastics and a few other sports on her so we'll let her yeah. choose but <laughs> good good i like that she has a choice you know i think you know my dad you know my grandfather all race and they never pushed me to ride motorcycles that you know they they wanted me to try other sports and stuff like that and then eventually gravitated back to motorcycles um you know hayden was handed around at lima when she was three weeks old so uh that's that's definitely a racer backstory if i've ever heard one uh amber i'm gonna kind of ask you this same question um you know cruz obviously looks up to dad wants to be like daddy he's been he's a terror i mean he is fast on his strider bike he's all over the basement racing through the trophies and stuff down there um <laughs> is it going to be okay if he's a, a professional motorcycle racer when he grows up i mean i don't think i really have a, a choice it's not really <laughs> my <laughs> yeah i don't have a choice um it just kind of seems like he naturally and it's because that's all he's really known but uh, he loves to ride that's all he wants to do that's all he asks to do um he wants to go in the basement 24 7 it kind of looks like Corey's like get down the basement and you know do your laps and do this and do that but like Cruz loves it like that's all he wants to do so um I I can't say we really we, we kind of don't like encourage him to do other things he just really just wants to ride so awesome. we'll see all right is it, is it tough for either one of you knowing that this will be the decision that they're going to do that, you know, you're, you're, you've been in the racing game, both of you for a very long time, you know, what can happen in, in our dangerous sport. Is it tough for either one of you to know that this is the route that they might be going? 
Uh, for me, I feel like, no, not really, because I did it, and, I, you know, I've had injuries and things like that, and I I just know that's the risk we're taking. Like, even with Jared going out there every time, like, we know there's a risk there, you know, and, yeah, it's harder, a little harder to accept, especially now that it's, like, not just me who, you know, would lose something or, you know, even if he just got injured, but it would be Hayden and I. So um, it is a little harder to accept, but I I know the risk and I've known it my whole life. So, no, like if that's what she wants to do, then we're going to let her do it. Awesome. Amber, same question. Uh, is it is it, you know, is it something that's okay with you that he's going to be a racer? I mean, just a second ago, he kind of seemed like there's no choice because, you know, uh, your, you know, his dad and his grandpa's and, and stuff like that. Racing's in the blood, but are you worried about that at all? I mean, of course there's worry there. As a mom, you naturally just worry about everything, at least I do. But I try not to, like, overthink it. I mean, and not overcomplicate it with those kinds of thoughts because it would be selfish of me to, like, say, that's scary to me. You can't do that. So right, it's right. really just, it's his decision. And if that's what he wants to do with his life and that's what brings him joy, then I'm all for it. Awesome. I love that answer. You know, it's kind of something that people outside the racing circle might find harder to understand. Amber, you've been in it for a long time, Nicole, a little bit longer. And if you want to race, uh, we're going racing, you know, that's how I looked at it. You know, my daughter never wanted to ride, so I never pushed her to ride. You know, I, I love that you guys are are leaving it up to the children to to help figure that out. I've seen that Cruz has his own Instagram account. Nicole, is Hayden going to be having one of those too? She's pretty sassy. I'd like to see what she's up to every day. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, definitely sassy. She uh, <laughs> lives in her own world, we'll say that, but... No, at this time, I probably won't get into any social media. You know, sometimes I'll post, like, videos of her singing or something, and somebody will be like, oh, you should start a YouTube channel. And every once in a while, she'll be, like, finish singing, and she'll be like, don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And I start <laughs> laughing because she's gotten that from YouTube. And um, so every once in a while, you know, we think about it, but we'll probably wait till later in life and let that be, you know, something she decides if she wants to do it or not. Yeah, I love it. I mean, she's she's so funny. I saw her holding the microphone. I think at Daytona during the rain delay, I was like, man, if she's not, if she's not going to be a racer, she might be the next Kristen Beat. Kristen B actually sent her a microphone for Christmas um, from their little interview in Daytona. So, yeah, (laughs) she thinks she had to bring it on the airplane uh, when we were traveling for the holidays. And she was singing very loud. I had to turn the microphone off. So, yeah, she's she's got something. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. So uh, both of you. I have uh, been supportive girlfriend, wives, and you know, and moms for over a decade, and both amazing mothers for your kids. How do you balance all the time and still find time for yourself? Amber, you can go first. Honestly, it didn't come until later, like more recently, that I was like, wait a second, I have to. At first, like when you first become a mom, especially a first time mom, you really struggle in that area because you're just figuring it all out. It's really overwhelming. You're like you know, second guessing every decision that you're making. And for me, it was just like, there is no time for me. Like I can't make time for myself. That would be selfish. Um, But then like, eventually I was like, wait a second, I have to fill my own cup 
because nobody else is going to do that. And if I don't do that, then I can't be the best version of myself for Cruz and, you know, for Corey as a wife. So, yeah, I didn't really learn that until a little bit later. It probably took me longer than it should have. But, but yeah, just like carving out that time, even if it's just, you know, a half an hour or, you know, when Cruz goes to bed, I have, you know, the rest of the night to myself, just whatever I want to do with that time. That's where I, you know, make time for myself. Awesome. Nicole, same question. Hey, how do you find time with such a busy schedule? How do you find Nicole Mies time? Honestly, Amber said it perfect. You know, when you're a new mom, it's hard to find that time. Like there's so many things you're second guessing and so many things like, did I do that right? Should I do it this way? You know, there's just so much with being a new mom that you never expect. Um, you know, honestly, I'm just getting to that point, like Amber said, where it's easier for me to find that time because Hayden is a little more independent now. You know, if I want to do like a 30 minute bicycle ride or a an hour bicycle ride, um, she'll probably sit and play. Like if I give her some Play-Doh or some markers or just something kind of active. When she goes to bed, I notice I stay up a lot later. Like before I'd go to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock with her. And now I'm like, oh, I can stay up till 11, but it makes the mornings a little tougher. So just <laughs> yeah. finding that balance. Like, are you a morning person? Do you want to wake up, you know, 30 minutes before your kids or an hour before your kids or you want to be more of a night owl and, and use that time then. So um, I used, she used to take like two and a half, three hour naps. So I could use that time as my time, but um, she's kind of dicking those lately. So <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Amber, do you have any advice for other supportive wives, mothers out there that are struggling to find time for themselves? I would say that kind of just like what I already said, you know, it, it does feel impossible at first, but knowing that it's so important and just like doing it, making the time, even if it's, like I said, just 15 minutes, like that's nothing in the grand scheme of, you know, the whole day, 15 minutes, just take 15 mm -hmm. minutes to yourself. Your husband can handle your kid for 15 minutes. Like just, you know, get that little bit of time to yourself. It'll, it'll make a huge difference. Awesome. Nicole, do you have anything to add? Yeah, same thing, like just find that time, whether it works for you in the morning or the evening, um, whether you got to, you know, pawn them off on your husband or maybe with the grandparents for a few hours. But I think you definitely have to schedule it in. Otherwise, you just don't make that time for yourself. Okay. Nicole, are there any other personal goals that you've set for yourself or your team and your team it means your family? Um, you know, we are, we invest in a lot of different things. So when we're done racing, we can keep making a living and doing things that we enjoy. So hopefully we can still travel and kind of stay involved in motor motorcycles. It's been a part of both Jared and my life for as long as we can remember. I mean, I started racing when I was four years old and I think Jared was five or six. So it's like, we don't want to really let that go. I don't think maybe we'll be sick of it by the time he's done racing. I don't know. Right now we're looking at adding a couple more events or promoting a couple more events. So, you know, we'll continue with the promoting and see where it takes us and stay involved. Like I would like to help some kids. I think that's awesome. What Corey and Amber do with helping the younger kids that are coming up because racing is expensive and 
I mean, parents put in their all, literally, like some parents work two jobs and they drive home late to get their kid to, to the next event. So I know what it takes. Like I've done it since I was little. My dad has put many hours in on the motorcycles. You know, he basically helped me from the time I was on a 50 all the way through my professional career. So I think being able to give back someday would be really cool. And hopefully we can invest the right way to, to be able to do that. Awesome. I, I love it. Um, both of your husbands promote races. Amber, I'll start with you first. Uh, is that something that you're heavily involved in, a little bit involved in, or do you just, uh, are you just there supporting Corey? I'm pretty much just in the backseat. Like, half the time I don't even know what's going on because he is so busy and we don't talk about it because he's just got like a million things going on in his head and he can't even like stop for a second to like tell me what's going on so I just let him you know do his thing and he likes to have a hand in everything and he doesn't really like to you know like delegate a job for me because he'd rather just do it himself um so I would say eventually I would like to be able to take some of those you know, responsibilities and things off of his plate, because I do see him, you know, getting overwhelmed and maybe getting burnt out and not wanting to do it long term, even though he wants to do it, he won't be able to because he'll get burnt out. So I would like to, you know, be more a part of it and just help him in that way. But but yeah. Do you think there'd be more races for him in the future? I know not right now it's like the winter throwdown is once a year. Do you think he's planning on expanding that maybe after he's done racing or do you is that possibly something for you guys both to work on in the future? Yeah, I think so. Um, I never really know what he, <laughs> what he's thinking. <laughs> he bounces all over the place with all these different ideas of things he wants to do. So, yeah, I'm just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> Whatever he tells me he wants to do, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Right on. I love it. Nicole, we've, we've gone over what you and Jared are all in, you know, the Lima Half Mile National the last Saturday in June. Hopefully it's back on the schedule in 2021. Uh, let's talk about Christmas. It's, it's right here. Uh, Nicole, what are your plans for Christmas with you and your family? Well, we celebrate Christmas a little bit early with Hayden. You know, we tell her that she's special and that Santa comes and visits her twice and all those things. So when she goes to school, she doesn't tell her friends like, oh, Santa already came to my house. (laughs) Um, So uh, anyways, we celebrated with her about a week ago um, last Sunday and she got you know, spoiled rotten um, with Mm -hmm. all the things. So she got a pedal bike this year and we took her out and she took right off on it. You know, we were both pretty shocked. So um, she got a lot of good things. So she's really into baby dolls and stuff. Uh, And then we traveled up to Michigan and we did a little Christmas with my family, with my brother and sister and mom and dad. Um, And now we're in Pennsylvania and we're going to celebrate on Christmas day with Jared's family. So um, it's definitely a busy time of the year, but, uh, you know, with the race season and stuff like that, we don't get to see our families a ton. And so, you know, during Thanksgiving and Christmas, when we're off and stuff, we try to make that a point to go visit them. Awesome. Amber, same question. What are you guys doing for Christmas? Just staying home. We keep it low key. I mean, our family is all pretty local in Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, we'll go, we'll have Christmas morning here and then we'll go to Corey's mom's house and see, you know, Sheena and Briar and all of them. But yeah, just kind of hanging low, I guess. Christmas is kind of like in the middle of him planning, you know, everything for the winter throwdown and 
you know, all of the things that you have to do in the off season to prep for, you know, race season, you know, next year. And so it's just kind of like, I mean, I just found out yesterday that he didn't even get me a gift because he like, forgot. I don't know. Because <laughs> he's so busy. <laughs> so Christmas is just kind of like, okay, Christmas, we can get that over with. And I mean, yeah, we just have a I lot going you. on this time of year. I got you. Well, hopefully both of you had a nice little break from your children and from your husbands while you're on our podcast. Uh, we just want to say thank you so much for taking the time here on Christmas week. You guys are, you know, the heart and soul of a lot of racers. I'm speaking for, for you two and, you know, other moms, wives uh, out there. And uh, just thanks for doing what you guys are doing. And I can't wait to see you guys back at the racetrack real soon. Thank you. Awesome. For having thanks me. for having us. Well, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. You know, um, they were both a little bit nervous. I think Amber's a little bit more nervous because, of course, <laughs> she lives with Corey, who Nicole's, has his own. Nicole's podcast. had it been on a couple times. She's she's like a she's like a right. veteran. Right, right. I mean, Nicole Nicole's been around this sport a long time. Been interviewed several times. Uh, Amber, that might have been her first interview ever. I don't know that, but uh, no, that was fun. I, I enjoyed that. Got to know a little bit more about both of those two young ladies and. Uh, you know, moms, you know, wives of racers, and that was cool. All right, good stuff, dude. Um, it's super cool to hear hear their perspective and kind of get their take. Here's some inside scoop from the other side of the uh, other side of the family. And like we said before, these uh, these women sacrifice a ton uh, to to help support their husbands and build help build a family during their racing careers. So um, it's pretty cool to hear hear what they. Uh, what they are, what they care about, what means what means a lot to them, and uh, what they hope to do uh, in the future. Absolutely, and you know they're the backbone. You know they're they're what's behind the champions that we just you know talk to. I mean, not everybody, every rider, their wives or moms or whatever we talk to are going to be champions. But the first two we had on, you know, uh, you know when Nicole had her baby, Nicole and Jared had her baby. Jared won the championship that year. Oh yeah, and that's that's impressive. I mean, absolutely. To, to compartmentalize stuff and put it in your brain where you don't have to think about it when you're out there racing. That's amazing to me. Cause I mean, little things distract you from racing, from your, from your job. I mean, I know that and I haven't raced for 20 years or whatever. I mean, little things can be a big burden and somehow they, they've both done a fantastic job as racers. And those two ladies we just spoke to have done a fantastic job as wives and now as moms. Really appreciate the time and the conversation with those two. I look forward to the other conversations we have uh, with other mothers and wives in the flat track community. And uh, hope everybody has a great Christmas, man. Great Christmas and happy holidays to whatever you're celebrating this time of year. Enjoy it. Spend the time with family. If you're with them, enjoy it. If you can't be with family, find a way to, to connect with them virtually or or you know send them love another way. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of tough this year, but uh, hope everybody's enjoying the time when you can and uh, making the most of it. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Y'all be safe. Peace. Carter, keep her on four wheels. All right. Peace. Can I say it now? You can say it whenever you want. Peace.
You're the boss. Later. You're the boss. Later. Did you say balls? You're the balls. balls. You're the balls. You're the boss. You're the boss. That's what I used to say. I used to say, yes, you got a boss. My boss yes, one boss. day was like, did you say balls? I'm like, no. I said <laughs> boss. You got it, boss. But I was always saying it, balls. Oh, what, what we didn't tell them is we are working on our issue with Spotify and with SoundCloud making, and getting all that fixed Making up, some making headway. Some making some headway. We are now being able to be seen on Spotify. Uh, and I think within the next week, we'll be back on Apple Podcasts. I'm... I'm uh, dude, it's it's been the death of me this past month, but we're we're making some headway. Anything else? Yeah, and hey, hey, just thanks to all the our listeners who reached out to us and had that yep. concern, and we're letting us know what was going on because without that, we might not have noticed. At so, least you know uh, we, we have four listeners, so that's good. All four of them say thank you very much. So that's Matthew Gunther, that's Graham. Yeah. Let's see, that's Cynthia, and <laughs> was is does Devin listen? I or, no, I Devin know. doesn't listen. She wouldn't even listen to my mm. episode. Okay, so that's three. I only know of three. <laughs> Yeah. All right, brother. All right. Thanks to all our listeners. We'll talk to you guys next week. Merry Christmas. Peace out, homie.